0: This is the Addiction Support Podcast, episode number 22. Hi, Oak Creek Wellness Family. Welcome to Addiction Support Podcast, where I talk with inspiring people who share their knowledge and experience of addiction and what's working for them. This is addiction support for family and friends from people who've been there. I'm your host, Melissa Sue Tucker. Welcome back to the Addiction Support Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking all about forgiveness. And I am so excited to bring you someone who is my spiritual guide right now. Um, I listen to every one of his podcasts. I just recently received his book. I love what he writes. Like When I listen to him, everything in my being says, yes, this is the truth. And I I can go from a place where I'm just angry or sad or upset, and even listening to him for like 10 or 15 minutes, I can feel the love that I have inside myself grow to a point where it's literally outside of my body. So I'm not even going to try to explain this. You guys, take a listen. Derek uh, shares his insight around forgiveness. He shares his website. You can come on back to addiction support podcast.com forward slash episode 22 and get all the links so that you can get tapped into Derek and his community. I'm so honored and excited to bring to you Derek Rydell. Encouraging, inspirational, and life changing content that makes a difference. Created specifically for you by Oak Creek Wellness.com. Thank you so much for being willing to come on the podcast today. If you don't mind, let's start out. I'm going to have you share who you are and what you do with the audience, so that way anybody that doesn't know you can become acquainted with you, Derek.
1: Absolutely. Um, Well, you know, just in brief, I, like so many people, struggled for many years to improve myself and improve my life and heal my life and heal my childhood and All of that and after over a decade of self-improvement the only thing I had improved was my ability to describe why my life was so screwed up Mm. (laughs) I, I became very articulate and eloquent at pointing to all the reasons why things didn't work but I was still you know struggling tremendously in fact much more sense of inadequacy and and it drove me eventually to become addicted to drugs and alcohol and almost die of an overdose And, uh, that wasn't quite enough to crack me open. I lying in the emergency room with an IV snaking out of my arm and the doctor telling me I was lucky to be alive. And I didn't think that was good news. And, um, you know, my brother always said I had a thick head and the universe, you know, tapped me on the shoulder, whispered in my ear and then took a two by four. And it still wasn't enough to help me realize that something was wrong with this picture. So I just dug in more. I just doubled my efforts and, tried to attract more or transform more or improve more and eventually drove me to do some very reckless stuff where I ended up diving in a reef alone and getting trapped and nearly drowning. And I won't go through the whole story of it, but in that experience something finally cracked open in me where I was really convinced I was going to die and I had a deep and complete moment of surrender and in a flash, I saw that this self I'd been trying to heal and fix and improve was a fiction of my imagination. It was a, an amalgam of parental fantasies, societal conditioning, peer pressure. It was a character. It wasn't really me, and I could never heal him. I could never fix him because he was a fictional character. Um, and But right behind that, I saw that there was a real me, there was a me that had never been hurt, that had never been damaged, that had never lost anything, so he didn't need to be fixed, and he was already complete, so he couldn't be improved upon, and it was just a flash, and I didn't have the language to articulate it, but I knew something dramatic had shifted, and I, I did get out of that spot. I did not die, obviously, and I mean, I did die my ego was ripped from its old moorings, and Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall and cracked open and could not be put back together again but And over the next several years, I went into a kind of a retreat and uh, and became more acquainted with that self that I discovered and And out of that, I realized that so much of how we heal and grow and improve our life is backwards, and in fact creates most of the resistance and the suffering that we experience and blocks the natural unfoldment of our growth. And, and I saw that just as the oak tree is already in the acorn, and the acorn doesn't have to go out and attract an oak or achieve an oak or heal or improve itself into an oak, that when the conditions are right in the soil and that acorn surrenders to that soil, the oak of its being naturally emerges, that when the conditions match the, the pattern Within that seed, it naturally emerges, and I called that the law of emergence. And it began to completely turn my life around as I worked from that perspective of already being okay, already being enough, already being whole, and then coming into ever greater integrity with that innate wholeness. My life began to reflect that, and I went from being, you know, broke broken, living on 19 cents boxes of macaroni and cheese to uh, in a one-room apartment alone to married, family, traveling the world, building a big global transformational business. All of that unfolded from that breakthrough insight. And that's what I fundamentally teach now is this process of emergence and how we're really meant to heal and really meant to grow. And that's that's what brings me to you today.
0: I had no idea that that you had that history with addiction and all of that. Thank you for sharing all that.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had an addictive personality, and now I'm addicted to truth. I'm addicted, <laughs> I'm addicted to love, but, but but the love that's within me, not not some person out there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, absolutely.
0: So one of the things I wrote down, and I've heard you say this before about when the conditions are right, I'm assuming that maybe this is the first time that some of our listeners have heard Something along this lines, and so I was wondering if you'd go in deeper to what does that mean when the conditions are right.
1: So, one way to look at it is that it's, it's from one model of life: Newtonian physics, cause and effect, law of attraction. It's the belief that we are separate from the things we want and need, separate from you know whatever that fulfill whatever equals fulfillment to us, and we have to now go out and achieve it, attract it, earn it. Uh, improve ourselves into it. And that's um, entirely opposite to the real nature of life, which we now understand from quantum physics. Life is emergent, that in the, f- in the quantum field, in truth, everything we could ever need already exists. And in just like the oak tree, energetically, vibrationally, spiritually, whatever term works for you, the oak tree is already there where the acorn is and when the when the physical material conditions become a match for the pattern within that acorn, then that which is already there broadcasting invisibly or energetically it begins to emerge and Plato called this the realm of the perfect forms, and you know many philosophers and teachers have taught about this. you know Buddha called it nirvana, Jesus called it the kingdom of heaven, it's all the same thing, but it's talking about the reality that there is, and the quantum physics, physicists now just call it the quantum field, the field of pure potentiality where everything emerges. So whatever concept, metaphor, whatever you want, the, the bottom line is that the love, the peace, the joy, the abundance, the wholeness, the life of your dreams already exists in this quantum field. Now, another way to look at it, and, and, and the gap between you and living that life is to what extent you are mentally, emotionally, physically, energetically in alignment with that or out of alignment with that. So let me give you another example to bring it home. So right now where, where you are, whoever's listening also, your favorite music is broadcasting. Music that if you heard it would make you want to dance or sing, it'd make you feel great. But it's not manifest. But it is broadcasting. It's literally there right where you are. And when you tune the dial of your radio to match the frequency of the station where that music is playing, that music, that station becomes manifest. So you've to play on words, you found your manifest station. Hmm. And, but that music wasn't playing in the distance or in the future. It was playing here and now. But it was only manifest when your frequency came into an alignment and matched that frequency. So, does that make sense so far?
0: Absolutely.
1: So, so suddenly the music is manifest, but you didn't make the music happen. You made the music that was already happening welcome by coming into integrity, into harmony, into congruence with what already is. On the frequency where that music already is. And so when I talk about coming into uh, congruence or coming into integrity, creating the right conditions, that's what we're doing. Whether we're doing affirmations, prayers, meditations, visualizations, vision boards, exercise, nutrition, whatever we're doing in our practices to improve our life. If we're doing it from the the mindset that we're broken, lacking, something's missing, something's wrong, and now I'm going to do all this stuff to get it or achieve it, vibrationally, you're tuned into station KLAC, K-L-A-C-K. And no matter what you do, you're always going to keep experiencing some level of lack and limitation, even if you manage to muster yourself into a bigger paycheck, you'll just find yourself broke at a higher income bracket. So... But when you start from the premise that you've already got it, it's already happening, it's already now, and you're taking these actions not to make it happen, but to more and more live in a way and design a life that matches the life you want to live. Not to make it happen, but so that energetically, vibrationally, emotionally, you are in integrity with what's true about you. Then... It manifests, but it doesn't manifest with all the negative byproducts. And, and, and again, you're not manifestation doesn't mean making something happen that's not happening. Manifestation means making what is happening invisibly happen tangibly. That's all. You're just it's a transmutation process. You're going from it's like taking, you know, uh, steam. That's you know largely invisible, and it be condensing down into water, and then eventually freezing into ice. You're taking that, the reality of your life, and allowing it through this process to become solidified as the experience of your life. And so, creating the conditions um, in the emergence process is about doing that. And another analogy I use is like a pregnant woman. You know that burning desire you have in your heart for A new relationship or healing your life or whatever it is, desire comes from a root that means of the father or of the sire, desire, of the sire, of the father or of the creative principle. And it's telling you not what's outside of you that you need to go get, but what's inside of you trying to get out. So it's the desire that's kicking in you. It's like a pregnant woman feeling the kick of a baby and she knows I have a baby now. So The pregnant woman doesn't go out and try to make a baby happen, but she might visualize being with her child, create a nursery, do exercises, vitamins, create a vision board. She might do all these wonderful things to even work on her own emotional stuff and her fears of having a baby, but she's not doing any of that to make a baby happen. She's doing all of that to make the baby that is more welcome, to nourish it, to strengthen it, so that it can be born strong and healthy into her life. If she took that kick of the baby as a sign that she wants a baby versus having a baby, and she started doing all these things, she would end up ignoring the baby she has and look very like a crazy person running around trying to make a baby happen when she's already pregnant. (laughs) And eventually those nice guys with really good upper body strength and white jackets would come and take her away, and she would lose her baby. And that's kind of what we do when, when that burning desire shows up, we end up actually ignoring the thing we're pregnant with and trying to go out and make it happen. And we end up not nourishing it, not feeding it, not creating a life that is in harmony with it. And we end up, for lack of a better phrase, suffering a stillbirth of the next stage of our, of our life or whatever, we're working on, a relationship or a business. So, so the key principles here is that it's already here. It's already happening. You're literally swimming in an ocean of love and abundance and peace and joy and clarity and guidance. It's already broadcasting all the music, that beat of abundance, that symphony of success. It's right where you are. It's, it's who you really are. And your burning heart's desire is an indication of what is seeking to emerge now and next in your life. And then the second piece is now you have to begin to design a way of life in terms of a, a vision for your life, an inner practice, and an outer structure that is progressively making you more and more in harmony or in integrity with that vision that's seeking to emerge. And as you do that, two things happen. The first thing is you start to find a level of joy and peace and fulfillment that has nothing to do with conditions. And that's the beginning of real freedom. The second thing that happens is conditions start to change. And, and when they show up, you fit them like a glove because you were already there before the condition appeared. And that's the, in in a very, in a nutshell, in an acorn shell, the, uh, the core foundational process of emergence. Now there's a lot more to it, but those are like the first few stages of it.
0: So diving in a little bit deeper on that inner practice, um, I had mentioned my audience, they would love to know more about forgiveness and you have phenomenal insight into that on so many levels. I'm going to link to your podcast. I think it's an Ask Derek podcast where you talk about forgiveness and abundance, but I'd love to hear what, what's coming up for you around abundance or around forgiveness. Forgiveness. So
1: forgiveness is an interesting thing and we have to understand there's levels of forgiveness. You know, there's the level of we forgive somebody like, Oh, well they did a bad thing, but I'm better than that. So I'm going to forgive them. So that's one level. That's an egoic, you know, sort of superior level. It's, it's better than, still holding a grudge, but it's still a very superficial level of forgiveness. The next level of forgiveness is, you know, they did a bad thing or I did a bad thing, whatever the case may be. And, um, but I'm, I'm not better than that or better than them, but I'm going to forgive. I'm going to let that go. I'm going to let that emotional energy go or that charge go. And I'm not going to invest any more energy in it. They still did a bad thing or I still did a bad thing, but I'm going to rise above that. So the first one is I'm superior to that, so I'm going to forgive. The second one is I'm not necessarily superior to it or to them, but I recognize that it's, it's hurting me and I'm going to let go of the energy. But a bad thing still happened. So that's the second level of forgiveness. The third level of forgiveness is the realization that nothing bad ever happened. That That in truth... There is no victim and there is no victimizer. In truth, there is a series of actors playing out a divine drama for the ultimate evolution of your soul. Mm -hmm. And that that person playing the part of the victimizer is actually a soulmate that you've signed a contract with to play that part so that you could wake up in some way, that you could develop a certain capacity, maybe dig deeper into your own heart you know so that that parent that abandoned you or that person that abandoned you in part of the bigger scope of things it's because your soul yearns to know your intrinsic value your intrinsic worth and that you can never be abandoned and you can never be alone but you can never come into that realization as long as you're constantly surrounded by somebody and and you don't so it's so so that experience arises that that breaks you shatters that False sense of security or illusion, and you suddenly feel the pain and the, the separation the loss the abandonment and if you're willing to do the work and ask what is the greater gift here, what is the greater lesson and blessing? how is this happening to make me stronger like a divine workout room like a, like a, like you're in training, you'll start to realize, well, you know I believe that I need that person or that they were my source and and the truth is that, you know, there's something more powerful in me. I'm my own source. I'm my own person. I'm enough. Like Marianne Williamson once said, how can you expect anybody to spend the rest of their life with you if you can't hardly stand to spend one night alone with yourself? Mm-hmm. So, so that experience of abandonment allows you to discover and dig deeper and discover you, you're worth, you, you matter, and to fall in love with yourself And ultimately, as you fall in love with yourself and realize you're never alone and you're always enough, life treats you the way you treat yourself. You train others to treat you the way you treat yourself. Suddenly, you're now finding a new relationship opportunity blossoming, only now you're free in it. You're not giving away your power. You're not repressing yourself. You're able to stand with more strength, more power. So that is a process of redemption. And now you look at that person that abandoned you I'm just using that as an example, and you now feel love and gratitude because they created an opportunity for you to to grow and to be free, and you know you've gone through the full redemption process when you think about that person that did you wrong, and all you feel for them is love and gratitude. Now, you might also feel compassion because it doesn't mean you condone a destructive behavior. It doesn't mean you condone the behavior, but forgiveness means you redeem that within yourself and realize it was all conspiring for your awakening, for your freedom, that everything is conspiring for your freedom, just as certain trees require a forest fire to burn down a lot of the the surrounding foliage, to crack open their, their shells and their seed pods, and that's intense, and it, and it burns, and it blisters, and if that tree had self-consciousness, it would be very painful, but it's a necessary transformational process, <clears throat> and if that tree um, took it personally, you know, and tried to create a way that would never be forest fires anymore, then that tree would fail to thrive, and eventually that forest would die. So we have these challenges and crises in our life, and they are creating the condition for us to crack open our own shell and to discover more of who we really are, more of our power. And of course, as I'm saying this, I'm sure all of you can think of many examples, if not in your own life, in the world of tremendous challenges and so-called negative things that ultimately led to really positive things and led to an evolution, you know, in America, People, a lot of people didn't like George Bush, and he brought us to supposedly a war that was terrible. And, but a lot of people really loved the fact that Obama became president and, and transformed civil rights on another level. And Well, that was a, a byproduct of George Bush's presidency. So you can see there's an evolutionary trigger, you know, or even in the Christian teachings, you know, Judas is seen as this terrible, terrible guy. But if Judas didn't betray Jesus and play out that divine drama, Jesus couldn't have played out his part and ultimately demonstrated eternal life. Now, I'm just using these as stories and analogies, whether you believe in it or not, but to understand that that's what's happening in our own life. And so forgiveness in its deepest sense is the realization that there is no victim or victimizer. There is no power or person or presence that can ever be against us that we are in a universe of oneness, of love, of support, and that everything is always conspiring for our highest good. And then we can look at that situation and go, what's the lesson? What's the blessing? How is it here to make me stronger, to make me a greater expression of love, of life, of abundance, of whatever? And that's the real path of freedom, and that's the deepest meaning of forgiveness. So. It's not easy to do, but that's the, the potential that it holds. And the other thing is, I want to say another thing is, you know, the idea of, of holding somebody else a grudge or not forgiving them and thinking that's helpful to you is like drinking poison and thinking it's going to hurt them. So when you're unforgiving, look at the word, when When you're forgiving, you are literally for giving. You are giving forth. You are a generative being. In you, life can flow freely. When you are unforgiving, you are not letting life flow forth. You are not giving forth. You are blocking. You are withholding. And ultimately, you become stagnant. You become like a swamp in that area of your life. So... It, it's not, ultimately, forgiveness is not personal. It's a principle that allows you to keep the channels of your life fully open so that all of this life energy can flow through you and to you. And all those places where you've blocked it, I'm not going to love them. I'm not going to be generous to them. I'm not going to send positive energy there because they're bad or they did bad. You're not, you're not blocking their demonstration. You're blocking your own because from the emergence model, whatever's missing is what we're not giving. What if we want whatever we're withholding is what we're blocking from expressing into our own life? So, if you are not loving anyone, if there's any area in your life, including yourself, where you're withholding some qu- positive quality of lo- of life because of a, some reason, you know they did this or they didn't do that. And you think in your mind somehow that's justified. Well, justified or not, logically, that in that area, the love and the power and the abundance that wants to flow cannot flow because you've stopped it. And you've stopped it from coming in and you've stopped it from coming out. And that transmutes itself into your actual experience. You were talking about abundance. You know, in almost all cases, debt is a sign of unforgiveness. Mm. It's a sign because what, what happens when you say to somebody, when you're not forgiving to somebody or to yourself, you're saying, you owe me, mm. or I owe you. What do you have when you have a bunch of IOUs? You a lot, have debt. Yep. A lot of debt. And and so that shows up as energetic debt, emotional debt, and ultimately physical debt. And. And we keep thinking we're justified and we have a right to withhold and to be angry. And, and we think that's somehow helping us. But we're, we're stopping the life from pouring forth out of us. And ultimately, the, you want to clear all those channels. And again, you're not condoning anybody's behavior, but, but your unforgiveness blocks life from showing up. And if you're struggling or you're stuck or you're stagnant in some way of your life, there's almost always a story of unforgiveness there. Mm. But it's important. The reason why I'm taking it to this 30,000 level to understand is because it's often really hard to forgive. And the reason why it's hard to forgive ourselves or others often is because we still personalized it. We think forgiving them is letting them off the hook personally or forgiving ourselves somehow is, that we're not going to change or grow. We're letting ourselves off the hook because we've personalized it. But the more you can understand that forgiveness isn't personal, it's a principle. And it's not, you know, if, if you're trying to plant a garden and you want to understand how to create a thriving plant, you don't, it doesn't matter if you have low self-esteem or you don't think you are deserving or worthy of the plant. If you just understand the principle and you follow the principle... Then you get the results. So one of the things that makes forgiveness so hard is we make it personal instead of understanding it's a principle. And once we understand the principle, we can just work the principle, and our life starts to transform.
0: That's, do you um, mind if I take some of the questions that you asked and turn it into a worksheet so that somebody wants to download that they can print it out and they can journal on some of these Not things? At all. Like. What's all. the greater gift here? That was absolutely. phenomenal. Absolutely. You make my heart sing. Um, uh, <laughs> can you... By
1: the, by the way, by the way, I just want to say too, um, I'm not saying that those other levels of forgiveness are bad and you shouldn't do them. You have to start where you are.
0: Right.
1: And, and you work towards, you can start where you are and absolutely start with the big questions of what is the lesson here? What is the blessing here? What is the opportunity for me to grow and be stronger and to live a greater life as a result of this problem or challenge, area of unforgiveness, you can definitely start there. But then as a very practical practice, you can just simply practice when you feel that tender part of you come up that's angry or scared or sad or shameful or guilty, just consciously holding it in your inner arms and rocking it and loving it and just simply saying, I love you, I forgive you, and noticing, it, it's why would you ever forgive me? I'm terrible. And you just notice that, and you say, I hear you, and I love you, I forgive you. And, and, and just praying, you know, you know it, especially when you feel like you don't have the capacity to love or forgive yourself or others, you can absolutely just set that intention. You know, whatever your concept of a higher power is or God or spirit you know god more than i want to be right i want to be in love more than i want to be right or control or manipulate anyone or anything i want to know the truth here that makes me free i want to be an instrument of unconditional love i want to be at peace please if i can't forgive please forgive through me and so you just that becomes like a a daily cleansing a mantra at the end of the day, you can just consciously say, I forgive everyone of everything unconditionally. I forgive myself of everything. And you allow little moments to pop up and you just bathe them in that love and light. And as that just becomes a process. Um, and when, like I said, when resistance comes up, you acknowledge it, you don't fight it, you don't judge it, you just bless that and love that too. Over time, sometimes dramatically and otherwise incrementally, you look back days or weeks or months and you go, I'm a lot softer in that area. And then that person calls or shows up or you think about them and you notice, I don't immediately tense up or constrict around that. In fact, I feel some compassion or I feel some love or some peace or just neutral. And you start to go, I'm changing. It's like, when did that happen? And so, so sometimes it's dramatic, other times it's incremental. But but that's a very just practical daily forgiveness bath or shower. And, um, and over time, that begins to redeem those places within you as well. I
0: love it. I love it. Thank you so much. I have, uh, I have chills. <laughs> There's so much truth here. How do people find you if they want to hear your podcast, get your book, or work with you?
1: Yeah, they can um, absolutely go to um, grab the podcast on iTunes, Emergence, and uh, it might be getting retitled the Emerging Edge, but either one of those, and uh, you can register, you can sign up for free and get you know tons of of, of trainings there. You can also go to derekrydell.com, d-e-r-e-k-r-y-d-a-l-l.com, and go to the resource section and get download free trainings and other. Things. And if you want to buy my book, Emergence, um, which is a best-selling book, you can go um, to GetEmergenceBook.com. That's GetEmergenceBook.com, all one word. And if you click on the Amazon or Barnes & Noble button there and buy it through there, um, and come back and put your information in, we'll give you uh, about $1,791 worth of additional bonuses and trainings Uh, including some actual live support and that you can actually implement and apply this for real. I'm all about real results. And, you know, um, so we've developed structures and programs and trainings to support you and all of what I've just described, except for the book is free and the book itself, I think it's like 10 or 15 bucks, but we're going to give you almost $1,800 in bonuses when you get it and start there. And, uh, um, any one of those areas, and and let it begin to unfold. But that's the best way to start.
0: I just picked up your book. I just ordered it, I think, a week or so ago. So thank you. I didn't even know about all those bonuses. Oh, there you go. I'll include all those links in the show notes for this episode, too. Derek, I love you. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, I love you, too. (laughs) Thank you. It's been my great honor and pleasure. And it's just the beginning of a conversation. So everyone come take part in the conversation and let's take it to the next level. There's something amazing that's emerging here. So,
0: My hope is that you got as much out of that podcast as I did. I, um, I feel it. I know that you did. And I know that it was necessary. I think that we all struggle with forgiveness from time to time. And so, I'm just so honored and so grateful that Derek agreed to be on the podcast and share his insights. Uh, please come back to the show notes, addictionsupportpodcast.com forward slash episode 22. You can find all of his links there, or if you wrote him down, you can go to DerekRidell.com. You can find his podcast on iTunes, um, order the book. If he sounds like somebody that you'd like to coach with. He has the coaching program and, um, some, I think e-courses that you can sign up for just a really amazing, loving, giving soul. I am such a huge fan of his. A couple of things I wanted to touch on. If you are just listening to this podcast for the first time, it is a weekly podcast. My goal is to have a new podcast come out every uh, Thursday morning. So you can either go to the website, addictionsupportpodcast.com, or subscribe through iTunes or whatever podcast player you are listening to. And then that way, every time a new podcast comes out, you will be notified and then you can make a decision if you want to listen to it that week or not. If you do use iTunes, please subscribe and leave us a review. That's going to do two things. One, it will help the Addiction Support Podcast come up in more searches and then also it'll help other people find us so this is just you know my give back to society right now and i would love to build the community every month so far it's it's been an exponential growth with people that are listening so that's really exciting and i just want to make sure that we continue on that path and then the last thing that i have is if you got something out of this podcast please share it i know that's not necessarily something that people do, however, just copy the link and put it in your Facebook, put it in your Twitter, or come on back to any of my social medias and you can share it from there. If you want to get a hold of me, if you'd like to be a guest or you have somebody that you'd like to be a guest on the Addiction Support Podcast, you can hit me up. Um emails a little bit slower than everything else. However, Facebook I'm usually pretty quick on, Twitter, Melissa S. Tucker, I'm usually really quick on, or Instagram I'm really quick on too. So I don't even know if I'm really quick on is something that, that you say. I'm, it's easier and you'll get a faster response if you hit me up on social media. How's that? Anyway, I love you guys. Um, next week, I ha- we're going a little bit different direction. We're talking about never binge again, and we're talking about food addictions. So that should be a lot of fun. I know I had a great time when I recorded that podcast, so I'm excited to bring that to you. Anyway, until next week, I see you surrounded with light and love, and you know I love you. Thank you for listening to the Addiction Support Podcast. Addiction support for family and friends from people who've been there. Www.addictionsupportpodcast.com.